1: And informative, James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snirdley,
0: is on the air. 77 WABC.
1: It's time for Radio Royalty with James Golden and America's Princess of Policy. Princess uh,
0: your Highness, Your Majesty, Your Royalness, how are you this afternoon?
1: I am so happy to hear your voice, and I have to tell you, I was really agreeing wholeheartedly with what you were saying about the whiners in this new, young generation, and I have a working theory that I want to bring back, and I want to see what you think of it. Okay, I think we need to bring back the generation gap, only we need to do it the other way. Don't trust anyone under 30. And I think we <laughs> need to send these people back to their rooms and let them learn reality. And then we'll let them come out into the adult world when they learn some adult knowledge and behavior. I had it with this whining. I mean, it is. I need more therapy
0: on oh, here yeah. <laughs> this day I couldn't hang out with my friends all last year. Can we have a therapist, please? Oh. I need a safe space. Can you space?
1: imagine what our parents would say if we came to them with that crap when we were that age? And like, i like, was the generation where my father would tell me if I was hurt, go rub some dirt on it. All <laughs> 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 oh, this whining and crying—it's just life. Life is not fair. You got to learn it, and you got to, you know, stiffen your spine. Anyway, absolutely, so I agree with you a hundred percent.
0: Well, I'm glad because I was—I—I I, I started not—I was like, I don't want to be mean to these kids, but good grief! Already, I need a should. therapist. I need a therapist.
1: To be a little bit, not necessarily. It's tough love, you know. You got to get them ready for life. They are not ready for life because they're folding at things that you know, words that they hear. They right. not were not raised with the sticks and stones that like we were. And it's time we, we change the dynamic on this a little bit. And I think that they need to be, as I said, sent, put back in the corner with the dunce cap, wait until they learn, and then we'll let them out into the adult world.
0: Now, speaking of the adult world, when they go out, they're going to be driving. And um, there's a story today in the Washington Post. The Washington Post... Says it's women that would be you, Princess Doy. I mean, I think you've got all the attributes to be called a woman, don't you? Yeah, you do. I've seen them. Well, I've seen them dressed up, actually. But anyway, um, women are like—I lock- just don't want anybody to get the wrong idea here. You know? Okay. Yeah, women are. Yeah, certainly, Mike. Now that's another story. Um, women are more likely to die. Oh no, women are more likely to die or be injured in car crashes. And there's a simple reason why.
1: <laughs> oh, yes. Women are victims of unfair crash test dummies. That is what this piece is about. This is by Susan Molinari, who, if you remember, was a representative from New York. She's Susan used to a- be
0: a conservative. Yes, yeah, yeah. she used to She's be a conservative from Staten family. Island.
1: Remember? You remember? Yeah. Her father was a big. Uh, yeah, Republican.
0: Pete Molinari. Yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. So. Anyway, she is still trying to keep her hand in apparently. And so she's involved in this issue on how unfair it is to women that crash test dummies are male. And the thesis is that this is the big mean car companies who deliberately use male crash test dummies and therefore the the tests do not show the correct weight or balance or lack of same in smaller female forms. And so that people are dying because they have the wrong crash test dummies. Now this issue has been around. I've been reading this stuff for a couple of years now. And they seem to trot it out, you know, when the left is doing poorly. I mean, it seems to be a a kind of change the channel kind of subject. Well, well, the crash test dummies, it's such a non-issue in my opinion, okay, fine, you know, yes, probably you can make the crash test dummies a little more sophisticated and nuanced, et cetera, but, you know, here's my question. What about the trans crash test dummies? I mean, I think that is such bigotry going on that we don't have trans crash test dummies, and so, therefore, I would imagine injuries are just far worse in that community because of the crash test dummy problem.
0: I mean, we need some uh, equity here. We need a whole new set of and we need some the they them them dummies too.
1: Zir. You have to say X I R Zir
0: Zir. We need what is okay, we need some zero I don't have no idea what that means. We have we no, I don't Nobody does. Okay. We need some zero dummies too. Well, uh, that's speak- what
1: Susan Molinari says. She says diversifying the dummy pool would force. <laughs> I
0: can't believe us. we're talking about I'm
1: this. I'm telling you, she wrote this seriously. That they have to diversify the dummy <laughs> pool.
0: Okay. I thought the dummy <laughs> pool.
1: Was- Got into. I I am amazed at how people can get into the Washington Post, and this this was what the Washington Post was looking for.
0: Well, I'm amazed at how people can get in the Daily Mail UK. Okay, I saw, you sent me a story, and I have to tell you, I was eating at the time, and almost lost my lunch.
1: This was such a terrible story. The title is, Transgender Dad Who Gave Birth Revealed Nurses Called Him a Mom. And it's another victim story. This transgender person got pregnant and gave birth. Wait a minute, wait
0: a minute. I don't understand something. This, this... The picture shows this guy looking person with a beard. I'm not trying to be funny or anything else. That's what the picture shows. If you looked at it without the big of uh, the big belly, that's the pregnant belly, you would think you're looking at a guy, you know, with a beard and all the rest of it. But he's got like this huge belly, he's pregnant. Now yeah. in the world that I grew up in, guys didn't get pregnant. And so I say to myself, Hello self. What's going on here? I've never seen a guy pregnant before. How'd this happen? Who's if he's the, if he's the, if the dad is the dad, if the dad is the mum then who's the dad? Mummy, I don't understand any of this.
1: Well, apparently 10 years ago, this person decided that they really weren't a woman. In, the story included photos of this person as a child, as a little girl.
0: Yeah, and, his and super, her Superman ago, outfit. Yeah. Yes.
1: Yeah, 10 years ago decided that this person was a he. So he had all the external uh, parts changed. Basically had surgery on the external parts but still had a uterus. So married a man and then did Wait what a minute. Nature-
0: <laughs> I have to ask you because I don't know these things and this is why I'm so confused. <laughs> I am so confused. Okay, I am. I'm confused. I
1: know. I'm sorry. This this culturally distressing, but I don't know. I
0: it's am confusing. confused. You, he had surgery. She. That means she had her area turned into a male thing. If well, you're pregnant specify, and you,
1: they, they specified that the upper body was had surgery, so that the so he's no a man on top mammaries.
0: and a so he's a man on top and a woman on the bottom
1: hormones because clearly he's got a beard he she has a beard
0: but if he wants and, to be pregnant why wouldn't you want your memories i don't understand any of this so anymore the
1: thesis. okay james here's the thesis that it's a cultural construct a social construct male and female and it's only we are assigned gender at birth and that is something that is unfair I don't know who does the assigning. I guess society does the assigning. I think God does the assigning when that's what the argument is with. But so since gender is not real, as you and I understand it, this is what the war is against. And so they're proving this point by, by doing this and having a news story written about it. It's not just women who give birth. It's not just women who menstruate. They've got, tampons in college dorms in men's restrooms because of this thesis that not only women menstruate, which is, of course, absurd, but that's what we've got to have free Tampax in the guys' bathrooms in the Ivy Leagues.
0: I don't. And I'm not making fun. And I recognize that there are people that have dysphoria. I think that's what they call it. They don't feel comfortable in their condition.
1: Right. I don't feel comfortable. This article, article, the person whose name is Bennett, Casper Williams, says that he was misgendered by the nurses, and that's what made him feel dysphoric was they kept calling him mom because he had just given birth. So the nurses Well
0: moms give this is what I don't okay, I guess I'm not gonna ever get the answers to this. I don't understand any of this, Diana. I don't understand how you can be a male on the top and a female on the bottom and call yourself a dad. I don't understand how dads can be pregnant. I don't understand why anybody objects to being called a mom if they have a baby go through their vagina, which is the way that most babies, all babies, most babies come into the world. I don't understand this new world
1: well it is also something that is really causing all of society to pretzel and and, you know everyone has to not only accept this thesis but celebrate it and how wonderful it is that we don't just have women give birth and women don't only menstruate but anybody can who feels that that is what they are internally it's You know, so you and I are basically throwbacks to old school, and we're not going along with the program, and that's why they cannot wait until we get off the planet.
0: I just read a text a friend of mine said after our first story, women dummies? The women's movement is going to be up in arms with the demand for more women dummies. Okay. (laughs) Okay. congressional Last black thing,
1: i've always i've always wondered well does that mean that women have more accidents i mean if that's what they're saying is women have more injuries in car accidents well maybe they're bad drivers oh no
0: oh my goodness well diane i just want you to know something i mean i know that you're a woman and that and i just want you to know that um with the with the story and no one disputes the fact that women apparently die more in in car accidents and women have a rougher time in cars And I just want you to know, Diana, that I care.
1: You care. Well, that's all that matters these days is that we care.
0: I care. Okay. Now, the uh, Congressional Black Caucasians have um, that's what Chris used to call them. I love it. The Congressional Black Caucasians, the Congressional Black Caucus has called for the Senate to reconvene. So that they can pass this uh uh this this so called voting rights scam this voting rights scam that they have um and apparently the the male Senate most fifty percent of which is Democrats, have given the uh, congressional black caucus the solitary finger salute they're not coming back <laughs> what's why not
1: this is the whole message, I got the same conclusion you did, that the Congressional Black Caucus, the CDC is calling on the Senate to reconvene And to pass this legislation. And there was nothing but crickets in response. It was like, you know, basically Schumer had announced on Monday that the Democrats are going to take up this voting rights legislation in January. But first they had to go on vacation. So clearly this is not a priority to Chuck Schumer or any of the Democrat leadership in the Senate. So the House is putting out this little plea, the CBC in the House saying, please make this as important as. Are claiming it is and actually voting on it and whew, nope cactus flying by whistling in the wind nothing <laughs> happening so the importance of this is obvious by the fact that they're doing nothing in the senate and i don't even know if they'll do it in january this was always a change channel thing because they failed at the bbb at the big legislation that biden wanted so they immediately said oh well we're going to do voting rights instead. And, of course, it went nowhere because you would have to get rid of what? The filibuster. And you've got a bunch of Democrat senators who aren't going along with that. So this is not going anywhere either. So they're lying to the CBC. They're lying to their voters. And this is not going to happen.
0: Okay, now let's talk Mansion Democrats. Biden's setbacks rattled Democrats facing tough elections. That's the hill. Now, I want to ask you first, is this setback, do you see this as a permanent setback or a temporary setback with Joe Manchin, the maverick Joe Manchin saying, no, I'm not going along with this massive build back better welfare forever bill?
1: You know, they're, they are rattled, it's true, because they expected the pressure they were putting on both the uh, mansion and cinema to work quickly. And you know that I've been pretty cynical about this and thinking that. Ultimately, this is going to pass probably at a lower number than they'd wanted. But I would not be a bit surprised if this there's machinations going on during the holiday break. And this does happen later. That's why I said, don't go on the roller coaster. The ins and outs of what's who's up, who's down on this legislation is going to be crazy making if you pay attention to the details. Just wait and see what happens. It looks like, however, Mansion is in a difficult position now i looked back at his record and it's very interesting i mentioned to you that he actually is the replacement in the senate for robert kkk sheets bird the seat that bird held for so many decades in the senate when bird died in in july of 2010 Uh, Manchin was governor of West Virginia, and everyone knew that he wanted that seat. And he was even thinking about appointing himself, but that did not fly. So he actually appointed his 36-year-old chief counsel, Manchin did, who held the seat, was basically a seat warmer for a few months, and and Manchin ran for the seat in November of that year. Now, he won, actually by uh 60 percent in 2010 and then in 2018 he in he he then won as a, uh, an incumbent in 2012 60 in 2018 he won by 49 percent to 46 oh. over the republican he had a spoiler in there the libertarian spoiler got four percent of the vote in west virginia that was the only reason that Manchin was able to win reelection the last time. So West Virginia has changed underneath him dramatically. It was a, you know, under Byrd, it was an old school Democrat state. And now it is Republican. It is a seventy 70- 30 Republican state. The other uh, senator was uh, won as a Republican by 70 points. The governor won by 60-some points. Um, Trump won by 70-30. 70-30, right. Biden's popularity is in the 30s in West Virginia. So so really, this is the dilemma that Manchin has. He knows he he really almost got burnt last election. He almost lost. If he hadn't brought in that libertarian to, to siphon off five points, he wouldn't have won. So he's got a really – play, and he's a good politician. I mean, he's completely cynical, in my opinion. He's being touted as a hero by our side, and I'm certainly glad he's throwing sand in the gears. However, he is doing this dance of what he needs to do to stay in office, and he is playing the game very well. In fact, better than Biden is playing it. So I – to me, I think he's going he's gonna to end up folding, but he's it's going to be seen as a victory because he'll get the numbers down.
0: I say that, and, and we'll leave it at this, I say that uh, Manchin is doing what we've seen, what we saw Bill Clinton do. It's called triangulation. Yes. He yes. is giving the Republicans enough to hang in there and love him, and he's not giving them. That's why he doesn't want to switch parties. He wants to maintain an alliance with the Democrats in his state. Because those are going to help provide. So he's tri- he's he's triangular. He's playing both sides, and that's exactly that's what he's why been doing. He has no
1: fear. He has no fear because he knows it doesn't matter what all of these lefties threaten him with. You know, calling him racist and whatever. He can just let that ro- roll off his back because they are not the ones who are going to be putting him in office again.
0: Well, Diana, look, my dear. Merry Christmas! Thank you for everything. We all wish you a very merry Christmas. I'll be talking with you, of course, during the holidays. And we will reconvene here and see what the New New Year's drama is. And thank you, Hope, uh, for your keen analysis always. And we hope you have the greatest, merriest Christmas. And certainly Same Mike, too. Same to
1: you. Same to you. <laughs> Merry Christmas to you. And I can't wait to talk to you in the New Year.
0: Okay. Diana, me, ladies and gentlemen, our princess of policy. We're going to take a break. Come back. We've got your phone calls lined up and more news. Don't you dare go away.